Hello, friends, and welcome to the Tap Love Tour podcast. I'm your host, Travis Knights. I owe so much to the women in my life. Um, I would not be anything. I wouldn't. <clears throat> I wouldn't be where I am today without these women. Uh, one specific woman just celebrated her 80th birthday. It's the woman that taught me how to tap dance. She's the woman that introduced me to my wife. She's the woman that introduced me to my life. Ethel Waterman Bruno. The legendary Miss Swing, considered Montreal's queen of rhythm, master teacher, firecracker, twice married and not shy. This podcast was originally recorded in 2014, and it was originally recorded for our Tap Love Tour web series called The Interviews. You can go on YouTube right now, uh, type in Tap Love Tour, look in the channel, and um, you'll see a playlist for The Interviews. It's a series of interviews with um, a lot of prolific tap dancers. Um, I had a lot of... Had, that's not true. I still have a lot of questions in terms of... um, I guess, to put it bluntly, how to survive in the dance. Um, And so I started in 2013 literally asking that question to um, a lot of tap dancers that I I revere. So, of course, Ethel was at the top of our list of people to talk to. She toured with Cab Calloway, with Pearl Bailey, had a solo career as Miss Swing working in the clubs in Montreal. She's taught thousands of students how to shuffle. From just right out the gate, Ethel was <laughs> Ethel was the, the main person. So I was very excited about this particular interview. Got home and the video was corrupted. My heart broke. But ladies and gentlemen, where there's a will, there is a way. And here's the way. This podcast gives me um, the ability to release this in a completely different way. Suffice it to say that I'm very excited about this interview, um, this podcast. Ethel Bruno is... Uh, a goddess to me. Uh, I owe everything to her. I hope you enjoy learning a little bit more about Miss Swing, a.k.a. Ethel Waterman Bruno. Because my mother cooked for all the entertainers at the Apollo Theater. Mm-hmm. Anybody who came in the Apollo, my mother sent the food. Okay. Miss Waterman's cornbread, chicken, whatever you need, want to have. Because you know, what she used to do when we were kids... She used to make out these little menus, and she'd say, y'all walk down to the parlor. Now, who's down there this week? So, But then my uncle had a rehearsal hall. So before anybody went into the Apollo, like the big band, like Duke Ellington and all, they would rehearse at the rehearsal hall, the old Lafayette Theater. There was a hall in there, so he ran that hall. So, you know, we kids used to be in there, so I knew, like, who would come in, the tap dancers. I, I knew all the tap dancers when they came in. I was always showing, they were always showing me the stuff. So my mom said, go down there, because the show always came in. The new show came in on Friday. From Friday to Friday was the new show. Like the headliner would be Ella Fitzgerald, um, Tom Basie's band, or Duke Ellen, you know, one of them. And so my mom would say, go down there. And everybody knew my mother. My mother's menu was up on, well, what, tell, ask this woman what she got today. Sometimes they would call home and they say, what, what she got? What was she having for dinner? So my mother would say, well, I got pig feet and, uh, and fried chicken. I got potato salad. I got, so she said, well, uh, I'm sending the kids down there. 
make your order, write your order, and we would bring it back, and my mother would make the order, and we would all, we had these little wagons, and we'd walk, we'd take the food down, all wrapped up hot, and bring it backstage, so I knew everybody back there. So Pearl, she adopted this little girl that she got in, um, and I think she in Baltimore, she adopted this little girl, and she brought her to New York, but she couldn't keep her, so she asked my mother to keep the little girl for the week that she was there. Mm -hmm. So that's how and that's how she knew me from my mother. She knew all my mother's kids, you know? And and the fact that I danced, you know, I I was always hanging out with Bill Bailey, you know, her brother, because her brother was on the bill with her all the time. I mean, he was an amazing. When he was sober, when he wasn't on whatever, such a good looking man, so handsome. And that's how he, he was the second to Bill Robinson. It was Bill Bailey and Bill Robinson. It, she was amazing. She was just a fabulous tap dancer, you know, really, you know. So he, he used to show me stuff all the time, you know. Whoever was back there, baby Lawrence, whoever, you know, they all knew my mother. They all, you know, they, this was, my mother took food back there, so everybody knew my mother, you know. Exactly. Yeah, your Hotlip Page, all the musicians, you know. And where did you learn to dance? Where did you learn to dance? And Mary Bruce. Mary Bruce. Of course, Mary Bruce. Because when I went to Mary Bruce, I was three years old. Mm -hmm. My dad brought me and all my sister and my one brother to Mary Bruce. And she had a big school. She was big. She had over 7,800 all black and uh, Puerto Ricans. And, you know, they and where, had, where was she teaching? Mary Bruce was in that same studio. 321 West 125th Street, upstairs over the Baby Grand nightclub. Right, you just go next door, and we had like a big loft. She had a huge, you know, huge loft. Like this would be the all the front studio. This was the back. Her husband was a builder, so he built like this kitchen and booze and everything. She used to cook for us. Like all the teachers would get red beans and rice on Saturday and and black eyed peas or whatever. She we we were closed for an hour and a half for lunch, you know. And she lived upstairs over. They built a, another part of the law for her, and then she had another studio in the back. You know who owns that now is uh, Clinton. Clinton bought the building, President Clinton. Oh, really? Yeah, that's where his office is. Do you remember? Um, do you remember wanting to to be on stage? Do you remember like how that was born inside of you, or what I, I really you? didn't know. You know, I just went to dancing school. Mm -hmm. At the end of the year, we had this huge show. Mm -hmm. um, the first, I think we were at City Center the first year. And then after that, we all went to Carnegie Hall. All I remember, it was exciting. I remember that we went to Carnegie Hall and, and uh, I mean, everybody knew Mary Bruce. Everybody, the mayor, well, everybody. Ed Sullivan, they used to, there were articles. Mary Bruce Starbucks comes to Carnegie Hall. Mary, such as, if you go on your computer and you look up, life goes to Starbucks. You'll see, life came there. Yeah, you won't see me, but you'll see my sister in it. You know, my baby sister. And she, I mean, and then we go to college, and she. Had, <laughs> can we go to the bank Hello. Yeah. How much? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay, yeah, so um, 
we go to Carnegie Hall, I mean, the shows were big, big, big shows. The costumes were made by Radio City Music Hall. The, when you came, these parents complained about, oh, costumes $40? They were paying $50, $60, $70, and you had to go for three fittings. Do you remember, do you remember um, her teaching style? Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, was Mary it, was, Bruce. Was it strict? Was it? Uh... Oh, she. Oh yeah, yeah. She. She. She's just just the same way I teach. It's like she taught us how to teach. We were five junior teachers and five senior teachers, and uh, we all. She was very like, and we had these these cards too, like, uh, I think all the months of the year, like all the four Saturdays of each month. So let's say January, you're teaching in January. And of Saturday, and he's teaching Travis, and like he's working on the time step. And you have to write that down, working on the time step, and you have to give him a mark. Well, how did he do that? Did he get a B or C or, or A or whatever, you know? And then at the end of the month, she, she gave everybody a test. Like, okay, Tanya, let me see what Travis has learned in these last six months, you know? You know? And that's the way she was. And then she used to say, well, you know, your sister could be in your class or your brother could be. She said, that's not your sister. That is your student. You do. I don't care if that's your sister. She's your sister when you get home. But in this school, you are the teacher and she listens. And that's the way she was. And everybody, Henry Latan would come up and give us a, uh, Bunny Briggs would come up. Everybody knew Mary. We were getting lessons. People were coming, hi, Mary, come up to see what's, how to teach, you know? I mean, when Frank Schiffman walks in and says, oh, kids, when, the, when are the kids off from school? She says, well, the Christmas holiday. Well, we're booking them in the Apollo. So you got 50 kids playing the Apollo Theater at Christmas. You know, with, with Duke Ellender or Count Basie or a Lucky Millinder, you know. You know so she was, but she was, and she was, and then she was a very kind person. I mean, you didn't have to have money to come in. She taught everybody, oh, you ain't got no money? Get in the class. We'll work that out later. Don't worry about that. That's not important. She taught me money is not important. Quality is important. How you teach your students. Because when you walk, go somewhere, and they say, well, talk Tanya. Well, Mary Bruce taught Tanya. People say, oh, you went to Mary's? Well, then you ought to know how to dance, girl. You can pick them up and you can lay them down. So that's, that's how she taught. And, you know, and she had a reputation and she was a star maker. She did make stars. I mean, you know, CBS would come up town. They'd come up to get two kids for Ed Sullivan or Ken Murray or Jackie Gleason or Stop the Music or Faith. They'd go back with 25 kids. You know, so that's, she was very famous. She was, she, you know, Mike Todd gave her the name Starbucks, uh, Elizabeth Taylor's husband. Really? Uh, look, look it up on the computer. Okay. He gave her the name Star, Starbucks. Hmm. And I always remember, every time we did it, it wasn't that so it was uh, Ken Murray, he'd always say, Mary Bruce is Rosebuds. And we'd say, no, we're not Rosebuds, we're Starbucks. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but she was very, you know, and she taught, a lot of famous people. She taught Joseph Eaton for me. So she uh, she worked with the Nicholas brothers. She took them in hand when they were little. She, she you know there were so many famous people that went to that school. Wally Cox, who was uh, I think he was Jewish. He was a comedian. He had his own show, The Wally Cox. She's the one that got him on television. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know she she when um, 
Sugar Ray decided not to fight anymore. Well, she taught Sugar Ray tap dancing. What? How long did you? Uh, how long did you study with Mary Bruce? I went there when I was three, and I left when she sent me to Canada. Tell she me was that's my the, manager. How, how, she was your manager. How did she send you? Tell me that story. With Cab Calloway, mm -hmm. because there was an audition, and I didn't really want to go to the audition, but this, my girlfriend Barbara Ann Blackwood. She said, come with me, because I don't want to go by myself. And she sang, and she danced. I sang, and, and I went there. It was at the Apollo rehearsal hall, downstairs next door to the Apollo. It was downstairs, and Cab wasn't there. It was uh, Busy Canfield, the agent, and it was, she, uh, what's it? I can't remember her name, Amanda Fidpin. Her husband was the most a famous drummer, Fidpin. Uh, and they were there, and Anna Bridgeport. And they were the ones that were like the captains looking at you to see you. And I was just sitting there watching them. And I, then my girlfriend sang, and she danced, and I was just sitting there looking at it, tapping my feet around. And then um, I don't know whether it was Anna or what's her name, came over and said, well, who are you? I said, well, I just came with my friend, <laughs> you know. And she said, what do you do? I said, I dance. She said, can you sing? I said, yeah. I sang in the church choir, which I did. And uh, she said, well, why don't you give it a try? So I thought, oh, yeah, okay. So I went over there, and I said to the piano player, was a guy, he was really good. He, I said, um, I, I, I know Doctor Strutter's ball. And I said, but I don't know the key that I sing it in. So he told me, let me hear it a little bit. So I sang it a little bit. Then he said, oh, you're pretty good there. So then he, he, when he played the stride piano, that really sent me into it. Because playing stride piano behind the scene is you move, you gotta, you, you, you just, you forget and you come out and you, and so I did. I did this downtown shoulders ball and I didn't really tap. I did more swing dance, you know, really moving. It's really, and so when they, when it was over, they were all over there talking. And then Bob said, I thought you weren't going, I said, Kim got me, you know. <laughs> and then she was like, the woman said, you from Mary Bruce too? Yeah. So then they were over there talking. And they said, well, we have a show going. It's called Hell's a Poppin'. And it's going to Montreal. It's a Cap Calloway show. And I was 15 going on 16. And I was like, oh. And well, Barbara Ann always looked older than me. She always wore makeup. And I, I wasn't allowed to I never wore So they said, she, she Barbara Ann right away, she oh, yeah, my mother's going to let me go, you know. She had one of them strict West Indian mothers, and my mother was worse than her mother, you know. And I said, yeah, we, we have to talk to our mom. So then they asked for the phone numbers, you know. So then I went home, and I told my mother about it. And my mother said, yeah, she didn't say no. She was just like, yeah, mm hmm, interesting. And uh, when my dad came home, they were talking about it. And then, uh, then they got on the phone to Miss Bruce. They're like, uh, she said, Mary, uh, this shows that they want to go to uh, Canada. What do you think? So she'd already put an act together for me with another part, guy from the studio, Nathan Alonzo. We had an act. Uh, it was called uh, Ethel and Mr. Swing. And uh, so she said, well, that, it sounds really good. She says, I know, you know, I know everybody from the company and 
from cab and I know everybody. So then she convinced my mother that it would be okay for me to come. So when I, so I didn't go right away, but I came up there like three weeks later than everybody else. And when I got here, uh, I didn't, I just got off the train uh, on Peel Street and stepped out with my suitcase trying to get a taxi, but I didn't know where I was. I was, you know, you come someplace and you just get out and you don't know, and, and it looked so different. It was so different from New York. You know, I walked down the St. Catherine Street, and St. Catherine Street was one way going east. Dorchester was one way coming west. So I'm standing there, and I'm, and I'm just like looking at the address where I have to go, and this, the motorcycle police pulled up. His name was Frank. He said, my name is Mr. Frank, and are you lost? I said, yes, I am. And then he said, he asked me a question, why are you here, da, da, da. I told him, he got me a taxi. He said, oh, you know, I might come and see your show at, uh, at the Bellevue Casino. So he did. He came about a week later to see the show. But I ended up at the house where all the girls were. My cousin, Scotty, was already here. Scotty was, uh, he used to choreograph for the Momont Cafe, and he, he made all the costumes for all the showgirls. So he was here. And then my, my older sister, you know, who was married, she was here. But she was a dancer. She was, at the time I came, she wasn't here. She was in Detroit. She was dancing at Calumet City. She was known as a number one shake dance. Yeah, Tanya Grace, number one shake dance. So you met, that's who else she stayed at. Yeah, Tanya Grace, she stayed. So Tanya, I stayed at the, that, the, that theater house for one week. My sister came and got me. She said, you, you're going to come and stay with me. Yeah. And then she started giving me this lecture, you know, me. You got it all. I don't know what these men. I don't get care where these Frenchmen and da 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 da. da. Uh, 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 elaborate. Yeah. Talk, talk to me about the lecture. Oh uh, yeah. Lecture. And don't. You're 15 going on 16. 16. Going, tell me the lecture. <laughs> <laughs> don't get a hot head. Oh, she told me some crazy shit. Tell you how to tell. She said, "Don't get hot in between your legs, girl. You don't just don't get hot. Keep it, keep it, keep it. You know." I said, I said, I was even, I'm not even thinking of anything. She said, but I'm just letting you know. And she said, you're going to come, okay. She said, you're going to come stay with me so I can keep an eye on you. She lived way out in Pointe Trump. She she was married to a photographer, a Montreal photographer. And Tanya, she used to keep such a guy on me. But then, you know, I said, well, what, how about you? She said, listen, honey, I've already been married four times. Never mind. <laughs> And my mom was like, oh, God, you up there with Tanya? I said, yeah. She said, well, I don't think too much bad can happen. So I was supposed to be here for three weeks and doing the show. And I did my little tap solo, and Barbara Ann was doing her thing. And then we met Roy Cooper. He came in the club. He was a, the big agent. He's the biggie of Montreal, Roy Cooper. And uh, he came, and then he told me, you know, you are so good. For a girl tap dancer, you're the best I've ever seen. I said, oh, I am? He said, yeah. He said, you are good. He said, and you know how to sell. He said, 
you know, you, you, you got the gift of gab. Because some when I'd be tapping up the talk, and you know, I'd be, oh, you like that stuff, do you? Huh? Oh, let me do it again. Oh, let me stop by hitting. Oh, you know. So I, I had this gift of gab. So he said, I can book you 365 days a year, nonstop. I can get you almost a thousand a week. When I heard this, I was like, oh, let me think about this. I was like, let me, let me, let me. So I said, oh, well, I don't need to go home now. And my mother was like, oh, no, you're not. You're going to say, I had to, I had to really do some talking. And I said, but, and then Tanya was like, yeah, but she's going to be, she's going to be really good at it. And da, da, da. So my mother said, you better watch out for her. So she let me stay. You know, she let me stay. So that was in uh, 50, 54. And then I started working all over the province of Quebec, Valdor, Seven Islands. I worked, you name it, I worked it. Montebello, all the big clubs. As Miss Swing. As Miss Swing. What, what makes an act? What makes an act is um, putting what you know together, like, let's say, you know, you sing, you dance like you're doing now, you're singing and you're dancing, and you come out and you're singing something up-tempo, and you come out, and because you're open, the number should always be boom, 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 get them. The middle can be soft shoe or whatever, and close with a bang, you know. So that's what we did. And Nathan sang, and I danced around. I said, you know, she had really put this out together for us. And then I went into an afro while he was singing. I'd go off and get into my afro and then come back out like a Josephine Baker. and do my Josephine Baker thing, you know. And he would tap while I would do the jungle drums and stuff like that, you know. So that's basically what the act was. So when he left and he went to the army, that's when I started putting my own act together. Now, did you do that on your own? Did you create your own act on your own, or did you have help? Or did well, you... I created it on my own, but uh, Arlie Peterson, who was married to my aunt, was one of my uncles. He was up here with, he brought his troupe up to Arlie Peterson dancing. They were very Broadway, very Broadway. And he helped me with certain things. What does that mean, very Broadway, like very polished? Very polished, very polished, very Broadway. They, um, I don't know if you've seen the movie. There's a guy, you know Gene Nelson? You heard of, never heard of Gene Nelson? Well, Gene Nelson was a student of Arlie's, and he was in the movie. It was a big dance. He was a tap star, big tap star. And he had gone to Arlie's, because Shirley MacLaine went to Arlie's. Uh, Gene, all the movies, a lot of movie stars had him on Broadway as a teacher. So he taught jazz, Broadway jazz, and he also taught tap. You know, and he, he was friends with Honey and, and Charlie, because they all were in the show together. They were all, and um, gentlemen prefer blondes together. You know, they go way back. So he, his dances were very polished, very, his numbers, orchestration arrangements, very, you know, very, you, you know, you met Cynthia, huh? Cynthia. Henderson. From from the, from Dawson, she was the dean of dance at Dawson for over 30 years. She just retired now. Okay. That was his wife. Okay. And we were both in the same class. So when he came up with Cynthia, he wasn't married. Cynthia was like 17, too. Yeah. So, and they together, they were amazing. They played all over. They played big theaters and everything. So he's the one that, you know, polished me up. And when Josephine Baker came in 64, 
He said, Ethel May, you have to get on stage with me and Josephine Baker's coming. So we were six, uh, we were six girls and guys. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And so with, with Josephine Baker? So we're, we're going we're gonna to put a pause on Josephine Baker. Uh, before that, I want to ask how long, you know, you, you, you have your act, you have your act polished, and you perform your act. How long until it was like cement? Like you knew your act like the back of your hand. Oh, it took a long time. It took a long time. Oh, yeah. At night, I was so nervous. I was like, I used to break out in hives just before I went on, you know. Like, I'd get these red hives because I get so nervous. But once I hit the stage, and at that time, then, you had to do two acts. You come out and do your opening with your tap act. Then they put on the, the singer or whatever. The second act, you come back, like, I come back with my Afro-Cuban act. And then that time I come back and I'm dressed in a long white gown and my gloves and my heels. And I come out and I sing in French. And it's very, you know, very, uh, I just said, very Afro-ish. I, I didn't know what the hell I was saying, believe me. Et maintenant, qu'avez je fait de tous ces temps? I don't know what the hell. But, and the drums are boom, 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 boom. Big, these big toms on me. And then I would dance out and they'd get the shoes off me. Then he would go into the, I would go into Brazil and then into the drum solo. And the drum solo lasted 15 minutes. With splits, I used to do these, these flying leaps in the air, uh, no hand flips and into splits, rollovers and all this crazy stuff. That's why I can't walk now. But it, that's what, you know, that's what's your act. And uh, I, I worked, I worked. You know, and then when Pearl came, she came up. She came up here. She was working at. She was at the at the Casaloma. She came to work at the Casaloma, and she walked into Aldo's, which was on La Mountain Street, and I was working there. MC, that I had to bring on all these these strippers, you know. And some of them used to get so drunk. Oh Lord. You know, are you ready to go and say, yeah, Miss Wiggins? I'm get my arm in the wig. They'd be drinking at the bar. They had to mix with the customers. And so I would bring them on. So she showed up one night. With, she came in there. She, had, uh, she used to wear these little, these little guys' caps. And she always sat on the bench. She came in. She said, you know, I like your act. I like what you do. I really, I want you to come with me. I want you to come with me. She said, we're opening in St. Louis, Missouri. How long is the contract here? So I said, I think I have another week. So that's when they sent a telegram for me to come and meet them in St. Louis, Missouri. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I came in. I stayed with her for a year. We were toured for a year. Yeah, it was with another girl who was from here. Her father was a, a teacher. His name was Frenchy Mindy. And he was from French West Africa. And he taught tap. And he was the only black, no, him, because no, I think um, Charles Griffiths came after him. But Frenchie Mendy was taught all the French in the East and all the French people how to tap. He taught, uh, he taught what's his name, Claude Blanchard. I remember that show you guys. He taught him, he taught Michelle, he taught, so Frenchie, yeah, so Frenchie, his daughter and I went to Pearl. For, for a year. Yeah. Um, so you're, you're talking, you know, I can't help but think, I know how I was when I was 16, 17, 18, mess. Um, how did you learn, especially being young and vulnerable and impressionable, uh, how did you learn um, to be a professional 
you know, to, to, to go about your business yeah. while everybody else is... Because I, my mom and dad had always raised us like that. She, she always raised her girls, you know. Mm-hmm. We, see, my mother would sit down and tell you, you know, the way it is. Uh, I remember one time I had this little guy, like, so on Sunday, my mother would make this dinner. She'd say, I, I can't remember his name, Smitty. I think his name was Smitty. And he would come over to the house on Sunday dinner, you know, everybody. And we're sitting on the couch. But he's not doing nothing. We're just sitting on the couch over there. And my mother will, and see, my mother would make her rounds. My mother would be down there in that room. The living room was over back here. All of a sudden, you hear the slipper, and she, and the dining room's over there. So she made the round to the dining room. I don't know what the hell she's getting out there, but then she come on back, you know. And then one another time she came, and we were just holding hands. And she said to me, "What are you doing?" And we're just holding hands. She said, "Uh, uh-uh. uh," you know. And she took him aside and talked to him. I don't know what she told that boy. He never came back. Yeah. And she told me, holding hands, you know, holding hands will make you hot. And when you get hot, you want to, what did she, she call smooch, you want to smooch. And after you smooch, then it gets to, it gets into your body and then you want to do the things you're not supposed to be doing. So never mind, you know. She said, you can get a man when you're 90 years old. And she told me, men can stick it in the wall and get satisfaction. <laughs> <laughs> My mother was a trip. Oh, God. <laughs> you know, sometimes when I talk to my sister Joe, I said, you remember mommy used to say crazy stuff? She said, she used to sit us all in the living room. And she used to make my brother sit on the chair and listen to it. And she turned around to him and said, and you don't bring no babies in here. Keep it in your pants. <laughs> oh my God. Stuff my mother used to say. Oh, and you know, it, it was crazy. But you know what? She put the fear of God into us. You know, she put the fear of God into me. You know, and, and she told me, men who come up and give you the line, say, it's a baby. You know, you, you shop. You know, you, you got to go. You know, yeah. She said, that's what you call nothing for nothing, leaving nothing. So when they give you the line, just remember. And my dad said, nothing from nothing, leaves nothing. So when they're giving you the line, that's what the line they're giving you. They ain't got nothing to give you but a baby. And then they walk off and leave you. So that for me, and I didn't want no kids. Forget that crap. So I was like, mm-mm. No, 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 no. I can abstain from all that crap. You know. Did you, so, did you ever get lost? No. You never got lost. Okay. Never. Because I'm if I don't like you, I don't like you. I don't care what you tell me. You know, you can dump me baby, da 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 and I'll sit there and go, Oh, yeah. Mm. It seemed like I heard that one before. You know, like in the club, you know, you you meet men. I met this guy one time from Persia. He said, you know, you're beautiful. And I said, yeah, my mother told me that too. What else are you going to tell me? You know? Because you have to, you know, you, you so, and, and I remember even the boss, the boss of the club, they told me, you're so pretty, you're a beautiful lady. And, oh, let me take you out to dinner. I said, I don't want to go to dinner. Why do I want to go to dinner? You know? 
so that I would give him the brussel. And I remember when I met Red, it was in 54, and I went to work at the main cafe. The main cafe is right on the main, and um, the owner's name is Jack Horn. He owned five different cafes, one in the West, two on St. Catherine in the main. And he, 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 he always asked me, Ethel, in the day, in the afternoon, would you come and do one show for me? Like in the afternoon, because people come in and out. And I didn't have anything to do, so it was another friend of mine who said, yeah, we'll come. Hacha Drew, she was a singer. She said, we'll go. So we went. And he liked me. He said, he said, you're such a nice, you're a nice person. That's what he would say to me. And he said, I have a waiter who likes you. <laughs> and Red could not speak English. And, and then he said, he, he said he always tells me, when is the, the dancer coming back? When is the singer, uh, Miss Swing coming back? So he said, I want to take you and introduce you to him. So I, I met him, you know, and Red, poor Red didn't speak. He said, me is like you. You are very beautiful, very beautiful. No, 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 no. <laughs> I thought that Mr. Horn, really? You know, and so, you know, and then a little bit, and we had a friend, Ivan Livingston, he was a school teacher, and he was going out with a French girl, so Ivan used to get read to translate for him to try to speak English. So we got together, and we used to bond as a, a foursome together, you know, and then the ready to me, me is like you, me want me, want meet your mother, me want meet your father. So finally, I said, you want to go to New York? He said, yeah. So we went, and he went to meet my mom and dad, and it was so hilarious, you know. And my mom said, you know, he's a really nice person. She said, because she said, I can tell when somebody's not nice. So he was really nice. He didn't bug me. He didn't ask me for sex or nothing like that. He was just, we just had fun together. He was the first chef cook on Cunard Lines. He was a big chef on the Cunard Lines. I don't know. I don't know what it is. That um, on Cunard Lines. So he was, you know, we get, we went together out for, oh, we got married 56, 57. Yeah. But he was so nice, you know. And of course, he rem I love Mickey Rooney. So he reminded me of Mickey Rooney, a young Mickey Rooney. And his hair, he had red hair. And I love men with red hair. He had like carrot red here, and the uh, hair would plop down over one eye, you know. And he was slim, he was really slim. Yeah. Down over it's so one. rare I hear that about Mickey Rooney. What was it about Mickey Rooney that I just love Mickey uh. Rooney. I think Mickey, I think I loved it. He sang, he danced. He, he, I'd never met anybody that talented, you know, to, to see on screen. And just smile and, you know. Uh, and of course, I don't know if you ever watched the Harvey movies. Mm -hmm. See the Harvey movies. You go rent the Harvey. This guy dances. Him and Judy Garland, they teamed them up. They were a team. They, they were like Fred Astaire and Ginger Rogers. And when I tell you, they, they could dance and he could sing. So I really, you know, really. So when I met Red, and then everybody was like, yeah, Red, the Mickey Rooney of Montreal. You know, they, they call Red. Tittoos. Tiddles, you know, they called me Mickey Rooney in Montreal. So when then Red and I got married, and then he was working all the time. He worked seven nights a week. I mean, I never got lost with no man. Because me, I'm like, I'm very, I don't know, if you don't look clean and you ain't got nothing going, don't even talk to me. 
I'm I just, you know, uh, and then, you know, and Red and I got a divorce just only because he gambled in, in, in 79. Mm -hmm. Paul, I met when I was in Winnipeg in 87. He was, he managed me. He managed my career for a long time. So, so you were you were working you were working as Miss Swing from nineteen I want to start nineteen fifty four was it mm -hmm. right up until, until now or whatever they call me Miss Swing or whatever yeah yeah the last time was a couple of months ago what when how did you transition from a heavy duty performing schedule to a heavy duty teaching schedule in nineteen sixty one sixty one okay and I came back with Pearl Bill. Thank you for listening to the podcast. This coming June, we're celebrating Ethel's 80th at her annual Starbuds tap dance recital extravaganza. It's going to be awesome. If Ethel has touched you, um, that sounds <laughs> awful. <laughs> if Ethel has contributed to your mind, to your life in any way through the art of tap dance, come out, have a good time and celebrate with her. Bring your dancing shoes. You know she's going to put you up on stage. It's going to be a blast. It's going to be a party. For more information, contact us through our YouTube channel, Tap Love Tour. Please subscribe. Come back and see us again sometime. Much love and love, Tap Love.